And we're back here in part two of our time together with Nicole Angulo. We're so excited to have you, Nicole, and continue our talk about middle school and all that is. Um, our next question here that we want to ask you from our parent uh, um, conference that we had a few months back um, was one of us, what is the most surprising thing about this phase? And then if you could, just on the tail end of that, kind of what you wish every parent knew, whether that's the same thing or not. Okay. What you what they know about this phase. Well, I would say probably the most surprising thing is I don't think any of us are ever ready for the roller coaster of emotions that our kids are going to experience in middle school. Mm. Um, Wait, middle schoolers are emotional? Emotional. <laughs> no way. So, you know, it, it's one day everything is great. They're on top of the world. And then the next minute, yes. nobody cares and their life is over. <laughs> and so, so I... So high highs and low lows? Or? Yeah. And yeah, so sure. I think it's just important for parents to know that this is a season. Mm -hmm. Just stay the course. Just encourage your kids. Find ways to support them, but mm -hmm. not to be uh, freaked out by the fact that they are going to go through this. Everyone goes through this, even boys. Like that's mm -hmm. that. I think that was the most surprising for me raising boys is I thought only girls go through this, you know? Mm -hmm. And... Um, to come to find out boys are emotional too mm -hmm. <laughs> and they have their moments and and you know there there will be years that they love their teachers and they have great friends and then there will be years where they feel lonely they feel they don't have enough friends and that they don't like their teachers you know so so I think just really um encouraging your kids through that time because it's it's tough mm -hmm. and um the shift happens uh when they start needing you less as that's oh. also the very, very hard part. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was used to doing everything for my kids, and my husband had to really teach me to back off and yeah. let them make their own sandwich or <laughs> do some chores, and, and it's not going to kill them. Mm -hmm. um, and then letting them fall at times. I think that is the probably the hardest part for me as a parent, especially mama bears. We try to protect our kids from everything. We put the Band-Aid on. We sure. comfort mm -hmm. them. But I've learned that through failure – is where they really learn. And so just we want to, um, obviously, we want to minimize the the vastness or the the, um, the failures being so big. Mm -hmm. But I think at the same time, we want them to fail on our watch yeah. so that they can learn from that. And um, I think that that's something that uh, I'm constantly having to uh, encourage parents. It's okay. Like, they need sometimes they do need a consequence or they need yeah. to face what they've done and our job is to come alongside of them we shouldn't be surprised by what we see sometimes but we need to be equipped to help them through it mm -hmm. and um and so I would say that something else that is kind of surprising is that back to what I was saying earlier that when they think all eyes are on them um, and they're being uh, under the microscope and that so many kids are looking at them. And I think it's important to realize, too, that a lot of kids wear a mask when they're in those social settings. And uh, I think I've been surprised by the amount of kids who struggle with anxiety. And there's a lot of anxiety in our world right now, right? And they're oh. taking that on. And that's kind of why a lot of them have uh, gone to making jokes about everything because <laughs> for them, it's kind of an outlet. Like if we laugh about it, it feels less stressful, right? right? But right. There, there are a lot of kids who live with depression and anxiety and they mask it throughout their day and they wait till they get home and they crumble, you know? Yeah. So mm -hmm. I think that's important to recognize as well. I'll just say this real quick. I am, um, you know, as an adult, I, I'm very, uh, I'm very much uh, 
in the know of politics and the news. Like, mm-hmm. all, I think ever since I became a parent, I'm just like, I need to know what's going on in the world, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I feel anxious about what's going on in our world. And I can't imagine a teen, especially middle schoolers, you know, where, like you said, when, when it's good, it's good. When it's bad, it's real bad. Sometimes they, there's that, that wide range of emotion. And I was like, man, I was, I was talking to my wife about this. I said, you know, it, my, my, impression used to be like, I'd always be like, just suck it up. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm anxious about stuff. I'm like, suck it up. You'll be all right. But then it's like, man, you, the, with the amount of social media, with the amount of all of the ideologies and ideas and thoughts mm-hmm. that these kids are seeing from people they, they shouldn't be listening to or hearing from or seeing. And then the news, I mean, you know how the news is that I always say the worst thing that happened to our country is when the news cycle went 24 hours a day. Like, because now it's like you run out of you run out of news, so it's all opinion piece. And every mm-hmm. depending on what side of the aisle you're looking at, the world is about to end. Uh, everything, mm-hmm. every election is mm-hmm. the most important election of our lifetime. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. they say that it's like if you don't do this, then this will happen, and this. And I mean, of course, people are going to be anxious, and of course, especially teenagers, mm-hmm. you know. And 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 I, I like what you said about how they make jokes. I've noticed that with students as well. And I'll yeah. be honest, I'm that way too. Like. If you can kind of lighten the mood a little bit, why wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. And and nowadays, I always say kids are told they can't say anything, so they say everything. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, like nothing is sacred. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, well, and that's how kids push mm-hmm. back, right? It's like they'll they'll say terrible things. I'm like, what? Whoa, rebel. whoa! Like, mm-hmm. yeah, and I, so. But what what you were saying that really is a good segue into talking about um, what you said about the question: What do you wish every parent knew about mm-hmm. this phase? Um, I think the biggest thing for me, and I'm going to bring up phones really quick because Mm -hmm. phones at the middle school age, um, I'm seeing kids with cell phones way earlier, sometimes even in elementary, uh, without a lot of um, boundaries put on those Mm -hmm. phones. And I always feel like it's um, like handing them a set of keys and saying when they get their license, hey, go jump on 270 and um, try to figure it out, navigate, you know, and it it's there's so many things that can happen right mm-hmm. and, and so uh to me it's like a dangerous highway and not every kid is mature enough to have a cell phone in middle school mm-hmm. and i know it's kind of a balance because i hear from parents that that because of the world we live in they are concerned about safety and they want their kid to have a cell phone because you know they're at sports practice late and they need picked up that's all well and good but i'm thinking a track phone works just as good you know right. by your minutes right. don't let them have yeah. unlimited internet or especially um, social media platforms yep. i think too many kids are on tiktok snapchat mm-hmm. um, they're Spare. watching these yeah. videos that are just really training their mind mm-hmm. to think that they can you know to laugh at other people's expense yeah. and that everything's a joke mm-hmm. right and so now, uh, I, I'm not saying that TikTok is the devil and <laughs> everything, you know, but I would say I am uh, you are, <laughs> but I would say that there are, there are so many toxic things mm-hmm. on TikTok and there's so many toxic things. Um, just giving your kids that platform, um, even group texting, uh, can, can turn South really quickly. Sure. And I said, I try to use the analogy with kids, like you're at the candy store and your friend steals a candy bar you're guilty. You're there with them. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, uh, and so I think when they're on these group texts and somebody says something and these kids are afraid to speak up because they don't want to lose friendships, mm-hmm. right. so they stay silent yeah. and nobody does anything. And, mm-hmm. um, I think it's just very, very dangerous. And, and so, uh, I can't say enough about that topic. I'm um, sure. I, th- I mean, your role as a principal sees so much more than me as a mom even. So you're even more heightened to how widespread this is. 
Yeah, so. because I've seen, you know, I've seen kids who have really have, you know, they've been in a really great direction. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden, the sensitivity, their level of sensitivity, even to the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. and 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 God's word and and others really starts to shift a little bit when they suddenly become so concerned with all of these social media platforms yeah. and what everyone else is doing. So, right. yeah. I, I'll say this. I, you know, we, we talk in youth group about using godly wisdom and godly wisdom in my opinion, is when you um, you set up you, you set yourself up in a situation that will lessen the chance of you sinning, right? That that's godly wisdom. For instance, if you want to avoid um, drinking and uh, alcohol and stuff like that, like getting drunk, probably going to a party is not the best idea, right? Godly wisdom is saying, okay, boom. If you don't want to mess up like, sexually with your boyfriend or your girlfriend it's probably a good idea to not be alone with them in your bedroom laying on the bed together. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> and, and cell phones for me are a big one. Like, I, I'll be honest with you guys, I don't even trust myself with my phone. Mm-hmm. And so my, my phone is locked down. Like, my, my wife is the only one who has a password. It's funny, I was on the news site the other day. I have it set to um, block any adult-themed content. Mm-hmm. And so I was on a news site the other day, and it was like, high school teacher has affair with student. And I was mm-hmm. like, what? Where is this? So I clicked on it, and it was like, blocked. And I said, oh, okay, because, I mean, that's a mature topic. I, I don't trust myself. Like, I don't trust Christian adults, you know? I, I mean, the, the, the having the whole internet at your fingertips is so appealing sinfully, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's like, parents, it's like, how do we expect our middle schoolers, since that's who we're talking about, how do we expect middle schoolers to have a maturity that most right. adults don't even have, right. you know? Right. And, and and I mean, this is this is setting aside the addictive nature of phones. I mean, we're gonna do a whole podcast on the technology mm-hmm. side of it. And I mean, it's rewiring their brains it straight is. up. Like, I mean, yeah. literally we're throwing them a bag of cocaine and we're just like- <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, don't, mm-hmm. oh, oh, just <laughs> just look at it. Don't, don't, don't partake, right? And it's mm-hmm. like, I, I'm shocked. I'm shocked at the amount of access that our students have nowadays. And, and and I'm not. That's not a dig on parents because I think a lot of parents feel under-equipped. Do, do you do you ever get that from parents? Like they're like, I have no idea what what the phone is, you know. And and, and I always find it. It's funny, like parents, because a lot of parents don't know about TikTok. They don't know about Instagram. They don't know. I mean, and kids are smart. Kids are way more technological than parents are, right? So they'll find ways to get around and stuff. But but I'm just, again, I, I'm shocked. I, a lot of our high schoolers, they, they go to bed with their phones. And I'm just like, oh, my goodness. I'm like, so I've been yeah. trying to encourage them. Leave, oh, I'm sorry. I dropped something. <laughs> leave, leave, your, leave your phones out in the living room to charge, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and, and it is funny because we come up with these excuses. Like my wife you know, let's charge our phones out in the living room. I said, well, that's my alarm clock. Right. And so Brittany bought us alarm clocks. And I was like, oh, okay, well, there we go. <laughs> Remember the but, old way? Yeah, there, 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 so there are ways. And right. and again, I, that excuse that you were saying earlier about like, well, I got to be in touch with my kid. Sweet, you don't need access to the internet to, to contact your kid through a cell phone. Mm-hmm, Do you know right. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so um, it's, and, and what's funny is it is, I don't want to say it's a gray area, but there's a lot of debate on this topic within the Christian church, like about, how much access you should give them and stuff. Guys, I'm telling you, I, 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 don't, I can't remember if I said this on another podcast, I would rather walk in on my kids smoking weed mm-hmm. than know that they have a pornography addiction, mm-hmm. you know, because that's the, the addictions are, that are set by phones are so hard to undo, they are. Yeah. you know? And, and, and this is, and we're, we just give it to them. Mm-hmm. And we're like, yeah, we, we're just gonna trust that you're gonna make good choices. I'm like, right. don't, <laughs> you know? Right. So right. that's my rant, I'm sorry, <laughs> but... 
those those are those are 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 good things that you're talking about. So so just to kind of recap that I, that one that you said about needing us less that that's yeah, that's a that's kick in the stomach. Like super like, hard. Oh, yeah. Oh. But you want to get there. It's funny how we want to resist it. But if we didn't hit those milestones of like the independence, we'd also be in a mess. So we always get all upset that right. you know they are moving on. But that's a must. Right. We well, have to stop making those sandwiches. I, I had I to know. learn that. I had to learn that. <laughs> it's so Make your right. own lunch. Like you. Ha- yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. even doing their laundry. I mean, mm-hmm. I, we got to the point. I was like, but that's my, you know, how I show them I love them mm-hmm. folding their clothes. Right. Well, no, they can do it. They yeah. need to learn, you know. So uh, I think just finding other ways you have to just mm-hmm. be creative um, with how you're going to connect with your kids because it's not so much about serving them and uh, yeah. doing things for them at a certain age. It's shifting to mm-hmm. let me come alongside of them, show them how to yeah. do things, training them. You know? training them. Yeah. Yeah. What, what's the point of a parent? We're not always going to parent our children, right? The, the point is to raise them up so that they can be independent. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, so. cause the role changes once they become adults, we're, we're no longer parenting them. We are their parents still, but, but it's what you said. We come alongside them and now you're kind of, you're almost like living life with them, you know, mm-hmm. and right. then you don't, yeah, it's just a phase, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, so make so it count. True. Just like the minivan license plate, it's just a phase. Just a phase. <laughs> that was a real thing I saw once. It made me laugh so hard. <laughs> oh, oh, because they're in the minivan. Yes, I see. It I see. The best. Um, oh. I want to also say before we move on to the next question is, um, as far as what a, every parent should know is mm-hmm. talking about relationships. I want to hit on this one real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, I think too many times we dream for our kids. You know, uh, maybe mothers of um, young girls think, oh, I, I want them to have their prom dress and I want them to go on a date or I want them to have a date. Um, but I would not rush dating. I, mm-hmm. I think that, um, you know, I'm, I'm definitely not, I think there's two extremes, right? It, it, when I became a Christian, it wasn't talked about enough. Mm-hmm. And it was this idea of just don't date and don't, you know, don't do this, don't do that. But um, I don't think we talk about it enough in the Christian community about how to equip our children and prepare them for what that means to be in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, I know with my sons, it's like you are you are basically um, in charge of when you start dating. You're that that female's heart is like very mm-hmm. delicate, and you have to make sure that you're ready for that. And right. and I don't know that all teens are ready for that, you mm-hmm. know, and, and, and what that means, because there's so much heartache, you know, right. and how often do kids actually stay together and, mm-hmm. and, and move on a relationship? So what's the point, you know, right. what's the point? Mm-hmm. So encouraging um, getting together in groups and developing friendships with the opposite sex and being with a whole group of people, because there's safety in numbers, mm-hmm. and you're not putting them in those situations where they're going to make these kind of major mistakes in relationships. So yes, mm-hmm. Nicole, yeah. you, you are preaching to the choir right now, to me at least. I, my wife and I talk about this all the time because I, I think you, what's the, what's, what's, you have to think about this as parents is what is your philosophy for dating, right? Dating is, I mean, what's the purpose of it? It's you, you, you are trying to find a future spouse, right? Right. You shouldn't just date to just date, right? But unfortunately, our culture is date first, get to know later. And so that whole group thing, I, I love that idea. I, I I remember this one guy, he was in our our Nexus group, which is our young adult group. And this, uh, we always joke that when a when an attractive young lady comes to the group, it's like fresh meat for all the guys. They're like, oh, hey, there's a nice Christian girl here that I need to marry, you know? And I'm like, calm down, boys. Get to know her first. And, and I remember uh, this one guy came up to me and he goes, I think I'm going to ask her out. I said, oh, what's her middle name? And he goes, I don't know. And I said, dude... 
she might be attractive, but what if you're not compatible at all? And he goes, well, that's why I date to get to know that. I said, you don't have to date to get to know a person, right? Like, I mean, that right there, you know, I mean, again, this is one of those areas that is widely disagreed on within the yeah. church. You know, I, I've, there's people that I respect that we see differently, you know, that we see this topic differently. But even if we just agree on that, get to know him as a friend first, hang out in groups, you know, and, and then you, like this guy was funny because he did that. They, they, they went out bowling as the group. And then afterwards he was like, yeah, I could never date that girl. <laughs> I said, see, aren't you Worked glad out. you didn't like pay for her dinner? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Save your money, bro. Well, <laughs> you know? it's not only that, but I think it's important to tell your kids, it's okay to have a crush on someone or to like someone, um, without acting upon it. Yeah. You know, you don't have to like act upon every right. thought that you every have whim. towards someone, every mm-hmm. whim. Right. And so these kids are experiencing emotions and, and feelings mm-hmm. and it's okay. Yeah. That's how God designed us. Right. But what to do with those feelings and how to channel it and how mm-hmm. to protect how to guard your heart. And that that's what the Bible tells us a lot, right? To, yeah. to guard your, your heart. That's right. And I don't think we do that enough mm-hmm. as a yeah. society. Self-control, so, learning, yeah. you know? Yeah, that's right. Thing. What do you think about celebrity crushes? <laughs> <laughs> it can be unhealthy uh, to a certain point. I have a middle school daughter. <laughs> Who's her celebrity crush? Say it in front. Uh, this will be super embarrassing to Cameron if she ever listens. I know. Well, I mean, I agree. He's cute. He's a cute little boy. Chris Hemsworth. Austin Butler. Austin Butler? I don't even know who that is. He played Elvis. Oh. (laughs) Well, your family loves Elvis, so that's just like... All of a sudden, it's a newfound hobby. That's funny. Elvis. Cameron, if you're listening, your mother just told everybody your celebrity crush. (laughs) I love it. All right. Well, (laughs) we'll tell you what, let's let's wrap up with this last question Mm -hmm. here, and then then we'll call it quit. So last question. How can we as parents best support our middle schoolers during this phase? Um, I think the first thing I'll start with is the spiritual support. Um, Going back to all of that and the impact that um, can happen in their lives, uh, there's something about these teen years, right? And and them being hungry for God. And I know we can't do it for them because the spirit of the Lord draws us unto him. Mm -hmm. But but yet there's so many things we can do Mm -hmm. to... Uh, provide environments where it could happen, you know, where they can experience God and yeah. and um, just be empowered by Him. And so I think it's not just about, uh, I tell our students all the time, it's not just about um, learning the Word of God, it's actually living it and applying it to your life. And what does that really mean? What does it mean to be in relationship with God? So I think just helping them learn that and then helping them be surrounded by people who are going to be those major mm-hmm. influencers in the right way, right? And and putting them in those uh, environments. And then I would also say um, love deeply, love your kids deeply. Um, I know we used that example at the very mm-hmm. beginning about my husband um, showering our kids with physical love. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so important that fathers tell their daughters that they're beautiful mm-hmm. and that they're getting that um, from their dads mm-hmm. and they're not looking for it in others, you know, because that sometimes that void creates them needing um, to have a relationship because they're not hearing it enough or they're not feeling that in a genuine way. And then mothers with with their sons, you know, I think it's equally as important Mm -hmm. um, to make sure that they're feeling deeply loved. And then I I think also um, those expectations that you can have for your kids need to be balanced and um, 
your love needs to be a little bit higher than that. And probably my husband talked on that issue because he's a big mm-hmm. believer in, in, in making sure that the love um, is a little bit higher than your expectations, you know, that you can have really high expectations, yeah. but that you have a high amount of love that's just a little bit above that. And then you can ask a lot out of your kids mm-hmm. when you're completely showering them with love and yeah. letting them know how much you value them. And, and I can remember even when he would have to pull late nights as an architect, he would uh, come home, eat dinner, play with the kids and wait till they're in bed and then go pull an all-nighter because it was so important for him that he would not miss Mm -hmm. those moments of, and and he was willing to sacrifice that, sacrifice the sleep for the fact that he, he says, listen, I'm not growing a garden. I'm growing Mm -hmm. children and I don't care if my grass doesn't look the best in the neighborhood, but my kids are what's the most important and they're my ministry right now. And so I've learned a lot from him in that area. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and I, th- I think we can support our kids in every aspect and equip them so that they're ready for the things of life. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Wow. I, I'm a terrible parent. <laughs> I... <laughs> You stepped on some toes there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that that's so good. I, I I really like that. And you know, I, I was listening to somebody the other day. Um, I forget who it was. And Chrissy, I can't remember if we talked about this, but the guy was talking about the importance of of self worth. You know about um, that that you see yourself accurately. And and you know that can be mis that can easily be misused where it's just like self love like. I, that term kind of annoys me sometimes, yes, you know, because too. it's just like it can easily become selfish. But, mm-hmm. but as parents, we got to show kids that their worth is in Jesus, right? I mean, we're yeah. we're image bearers of God, and um, and and that is what gives you your value. Mm-hmm. And and to your point, Nicole, what you were saying about um, if we as parents aren't showing our kids their value, they're gonna seek approval from something else. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, it's not good stuff, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, you can find any niche of of group on the internet, right? If whatever you're into, you know, uh, you can find people who will echo those things. And a lot of times it's not good, you know, because, you know, true, when you really love somebody, you'll tell them what they need to hear, not what they want to hear, you know? And and on the internet, you can easily go and just hear what you want to hear. It's called, they call them echo chambers, right? Where it's like, it just, it just gets louder and louder. And, And so we as parents, it's like, what are we doing for our kids to show them? I mean, we are a reflect to them. We're the reflection of, of God to them, meaning mm-hmm. we, we show them love because God loves us. We're trying to mirror that, right? Mm-hmm. And all we're doing when we love them is we're pointing them to God. We're pointing them to Jesus. And so if we're not showing them their worth in Jesus, they are going to go somewhere else and find it. And I mean, that's pretty, it's really sad, you know? Yeah. And Man, but man, I need to spend more time with my kids. <laughs> After that's a, that's a really touching story. What you're talking about about like the all nighter and stuff. So I mean, that's that's really good. Yeah, and sometimes you have to be really creative. Um, I know it, it. It probably in my case it comes easier that my husband's a male and that he has three sons. That's right. you know, and you can connect on all kinds of things. Yeah, <laughs> but soccer. as a right soccer <laughs> World Cup. Yeah. yeah, that this is happening right now. Right, um, but. Uh, it, it takes some being intentional mm-hmm. and thinking through, okay, w- in what ways do I connect? In what ways do my kids appreciate me connecting with yeah, them? Because right. they don't always appreciate mm-hmm. some of the ways we want to connect with them, right? So, right. so um, I think it's just recognizing. I know in my household, sometimes I, we've had to stay up late because my kids come alive at night. And um, <laughs> they like to talk. You know, they'll have deep conversations if you're willing to stay up till midnight or one in the morning. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so sometimes it's just a little bit of sacrificing mm-hmm. that for your children and yeah. they see that and they know 
they know that you've worked all day and you're tired and you want to go to bed, but that you're willing to spend time with them. It just speaks volumes. So, Mm -hmm. right. And it looks so different for every home. You know, we all have our own jive and I mean sun up to sundown it's noise in my house you know and so I mean the morning is for me and the Lord and I have to take that moment but then once the kids are up we're off to school we're off to work we're back home we're homework we're food we're you know all our sports activities we're bed and so I do like one of the things I've tried to do is just take five minutes and be at their bed, whether it's, and I can't do it every single night. I have four kids. I can't split myself that many times. And then if I would spend five to 15 to 20 minutes in each kiddo's bed, you know, I'd end up falling asleep probably, or, you know, so I I just try to, uh, over the course of seven days, make sure I've laid in the bed with one of them and, and prayed with them that night. And talked about their day, talked about things that are hurting them or hanging them up or, you know, and just connecting with them that way. And then every opportunity you can. I mean, sometimes car rides are a great time to talk, especially if you just have the yeah. one in the car. But sometimes car rides are just awesome to sing, you know, and just oh, to yeah. be silly with your kid, right? depending on who they are, what they, you know, what yeah. their personality is, like different kids read into different things and just feel that love in those different ways. Yeah. It's really good. good. Well, Easily, we could go another 30 oh. minutes with this topic. <laughs> Every time you guys are talking, I'm thinking of more stuff. I'm oh, just like, oh, I want to say this. But unfortunately, mm-hmm. we're out of time. So yeah. we'll have to call it quits. But Nicole, thank you so much for for coming on and, and sharing uh, all of this stuff. Very good stuff you said today. And, and I'll be honest with you. You said a lot of stuff today that that parents really need to be thinking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love what you said about the whole dating thing and the phone thing. I mean, these are things that it's very easy to kind of sweep under the rug and not deal with it. Yeah. But what do we know about parenting is you got to be very intentional, yes. right? You can't, this is, this is what I talked about at the parent conference where it's like, you can't parent accidentally That's and right. expect your kids to come out good, mm-hmm. right? So everything I heard today was super intentional. So we really appreciate you coming on. Is there any last thing you'd like to say? Uh, before we call it quits, that, that you just got to get off your chest or no? <laughs> I think just the last thing I would say is if you feel inadequate, we all have felt that at times as parents. And right. um, we all kind of judge ourselves and beat ourselves up over what we're not doing right. Mm-hmm. But just surround yourself uh, with people who are going to encourage you and get those voices in your own life for spiritual mm-hmm. encouragement and feedback and right. somebody you can be honest with and, and tell the truth to and, and talk about your life struggles because it's important that we have those people, those supports in our life to to help us because it does take a village. It's not, yes. you know, you don't want to live on an island and think you're going to get it all right. So That's right. Yeah. So. Well, and your kids aren't going to always come to you with every question they have, right? Right. Like, there's a lot of questions and struggles that I had as a teenager that I was like, no way am I asking my dad about this mm-hmm. yeah. or my mom. And and maybe some do, but but that's why having extra Christian influences that you trust around that's is right. just game it's changer. Huge. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's huge. It's but really thank good. you so much for inviting yeah, me. Awesome. I've really enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah well, we'll great. stay tuned. We'll definitely have you back on. For right. we'll we'll pick another topic and we'll have you come on. So sounds great, Chrissy. Anything else? Or are we good? I do have a quote. <laughs> you have a quote. What's the quote? <laughs> your most important disciples are the ones that are around your table. Oh. oh. I like Very that. Very nice. I forget that sometimes. Chrissy, you're so deep. Is kids, that is kids that a... director? It's Toby Mac. Oh, um, okay. But yeah. I'm a kids director. You know, I feed yeah. other kid, people's children. That's right. Sometimes I, I miss my own, so That's I don't right. want to do that. Yeah. Make that mac and cheese. Make there the ramen go. noodles sit and have a meal. I love mac and cheese. They're important. So good. And children. My children are awesome. <laughs> I was going to say. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, with that being said, again, thank you guys so much, Chrissy. As always, yep. Nicole, thank you for being here. Yep. Um, stay tuned. We got some more episodes coming, and uh, you know. 
stay consistent, stay intentional with your parenting. Mm -hmm. You guys are awesome. We'll see you next time.